0: Episode 18 of Sam Speaks Sports and the SNS Sports Network. I am here soon, and today's episode, I'll be filling you guys in on the NBA Playoff Bracket. And I'll be also talking about the Pirates, Penguins, and Steelers. Alright guys, the first sport we'll talk about is the NBA. Uh, I'll update you guys on the NBA Playoffs Bracket. Uh, we are down to the Final Four teams, so we are in the Conference Finals. And I'll start on the Western Conference side. Golden State uh, defeated the Dallas Mavericks just on Sunday, uh, one hundred nine to one hundred. That is making Golden State lead this series three to zero with a chance to close out uh, Dallas on uh, Dallas on. Tuesday, and then as I'm recording this, uh, the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics, they play their game four uh, on today, which is May 23rd uh, at 8.30 p.m., and Miami leads that series, twenty or two to one, with a chance for Miami to go up three to one today in Game Four, or Boston to tie the series. All right, that concludes this segment. All right, guys, let's get into some Penguins talk now. So even though the Penguins off season, like the NHL's off season really didn't start, but the Penguins have uh decided to sign one of their uh free agents. Uh they signed Ryan Russ to a six year year uh six year thirty million thirty point seventy five million dollar contract extension. The deal begins next season, so this upcoming season, and it runs through 2027-2028, and it has an annual value of $5.1 million. Now, this is a team-friendly deal, it looks like, so basically it gives the Penguins room to re-sign like a Gany Malkin or a Chris Letang to keep one of the big three around. So, the Penguins now have to choose, now since they have Brian Russell out of the way, who do they sign next? Is it Malkin or Latang? Like, who gets the, uh, a deal? Because uh, this past week was locker room clean-out, and Malkin, Latang and Crosby all spoke, and each one of them told the media how long they were wanting to play still, and, uh, Crosby has three years left on his contract, uh, Letang and Malkin obviously up, and they hit free agency as soon as, I think it's July 13th is when the free agency period starts for the NHL. So, but they each spoke at the locker room clean out, and they, Crosby says he wants to play three more years. Malkin says, uh, I can't remember what Malkin said, but uh, Letang says he wants to play four or five more years. But, um, are the Penguins going to be willing to give him, like, a four- or five-year deal? But also, like, what would his asking price be? Or, uh, like, is there somebody else is going to give him that money? Because he had a good season this year. Uh... I'll pull up Lating's stats. This year he had uh, he had uh seventy eight games played, ten goals, fifty eight assists. So yeah. Some team might pay that. But this Brian Russ deal is team friendly, so... But also, do they want to keep the second line together and bring back Malkin and Raquel? Because Raquel's also a free agent. Also, they have to think, do they want to give Casper Kapanen a qualifying offer... Because he's a restricted free agent, so they have to decide, do they want to extend him an offer? Or do they want to just let him walk, just non-tender him? And something like that. Like The Penguins have a lot of things uh, to think about. Because they're up against the cap. Let me see. I feel like how much cap they have They have Their final cap hit Is 83.5 million but, I mean yeah Malkin's are free agent dismiss the free agent, so there's a chance that, uh, the Penguins might have to go out and get a goaltender to back up Jari. They also still have that, uh, Jack Johnson buyout cap on their, uh, uh, on their, like, cap space, uh, er, his buyout's still on their cap so he gets paid every time. Uh, also, Louis Domingue's a free agent, so they have to go out and get goaltending. Uh, Malkin, I think he said he wants to play three more years. But here's the question, like, will he be willing to take a, a team-friendly deal? All right, that concludes the Penguins segment. Hey, guys, let's talk about the Pirates. Uh, They played the Cardinals on Sunday, and they lost 18-4. But they uh, announced later in the day they are calling up top pitching prospect, Ron Contreras, and Yeri de los Santos to the Major League roster. So they got some young pitching coming up. But, also, they promoted uh, somebody from Greensboro to Altoona. So, Matt Gorski is an outfielder. He got promoted from uh, Greensboro to Altoona. But, let's go back to the Pirates roster. Um, I thought, why not this year? Like, I don't understand. I understand, like, we have... Uh, all these, like, we want veteran leadership, but now, why not let some of the young guys come up and try to see what they're at, like, um, Mason Martin, he's down there, and he's, like, hitting home runs galore, uh, Cruz, uh, when are we gonna see him, uh, there's, um, They seem like they like calling people up from, uh, Altoona. You have Matt Frazier down there, another outfielder. You have, uh, Michael Burrows, another pitching prospect. That would be interesting if we see it all this year. Uh, you have, um... G1 Bay, he's another shortstop prospect. Uh, We're going to see Nick Gonzalez at all this year. Uh, but uh, other guys that we I could see us, I don't know, Travis Swaggerty, uh, the first round pick they took in 2019 or 2018. Uh, he's another, guy, another outfielding prospect I wouldn't mind seeing. I just think they need to get some depth for outfield. Because you can't constantly have Brian Reynolds out in center field. You need somebody that they can rotate with him. Uh, Ken Smith-Ninjigba, he's another, uh prospect, outfielding prospect. Mason Martin obviously. Tuca Pita Marcano, the guy we got. In the uh, Adam Frazier trade we ain't see we saw him a little bit this year. But uh will about some guys to relieve at like second base? I mean we have Diego Castillo uh Michael Chavez keeps uh alternating uh, Cal Mitchell, another outfield prospect. I mean, we have a bunch of outfield prospects we could bring up, and Jack Sawinski, he's up here, and he's showing no signs of like taking him out. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing him stay up. He seems like if they uh a good sample size, that he proves he can stay on the major league roster. At G1 Bay, like, there's some infield prospects that we have that we could possibly see, but it's like most of the town is in uh, Greensboro or below. Or even it sums in Altoona too, because now our first round pick our first overall pick from last year's draft is now up in Altoona, but he's hurt right now he's with a a wrist contusion uh but now the pirates catching uh is all messed up, because Roberto Perez went down, and he had to, his seasons done, he had to have surgery, uh, now they're relying on, uh, Michael Perez, and, uh, Tyler Heineman, uh, a catcher that claimed off waivers from, uh... Toronto, but I just think that this season should have been about okay. We're year year three of the bench, the rebuild, or the Ben Sherrington, uh, SGM. But I thought we should see some of like the young guys come up and see what they can do in the uh, majors and see who you have, who you can build around. But, I mean, the only piece, but obviously when the trade deadline comes around, the Pirates are going to ship off some of these older players for some prospects. But, uh, I would probably take Bryce Wilson out of the starting rotation, move him to the bullpen, Because it seems like when he was coming out of the bullpen, he was comfortable. But, yeah, O'Neal Cruz I wouldn't mind seeing this year. Who knows when we'll see him. Uh, Rodolfo Castro I hope stays up. I think Josh Van Meter needs to get off this team. I think uh, if if you could trade him, I don't know what they would get. But if they did, I would uh, bring up Marcano or O'Neal and see what they can uh, do. Uh, Smith and Jigba, I wouldn't mind coming up and see if they can rotate with Ben Gamble and Brian Reynolds. Whenever Brian Reynolds has an off day, you can put Smith and Jigba or Swaggerty out there. Alright, this concludes the Pirates. Alright, to add on to that Pirates talk segment I just did, the Pirates kind of do have two of their building blocks to build around, because they locked up Cabrian Hayes to an eight-year deal, and then they also locked up Brian Reynolds. So technically they do have the two building blocks, But they need to figure out how to get some of this other young talent they have down in Indianapolis, Altoona, and Greensboro. And kind of like what I was mentioning, like call up like O'Neal Cruz. And like in last year, like the small sample side we had of O'Neal Cruz, he looked like he fit, could handle the major leagues but the only thing I think the Pirates want to see out of him is, like, is he going to be able to play, like, the outfield because they have, like, so many infield prospects, so many shortstop prospects, because I think they see, uh, Levio Paguero, I probably butchered his name, as the future shortstop but then you would have like uh, Nick Gonzalez I think they see as like the future second baseman first base is kinda tricky because uh, I don't know if they're where they're gonna uh, I would rather see them see Mason Martin up here as the first baseman, and then move Yoshi to like the DH spot, and then have him and Daniel Vogel back, kind of rotate the DH, so like one day it'll be Daniel Vogel back, the other day it'll be like Yoshi, but I, I wouldn't mind seeing Mason Martin up at first base, but uh, like I was saying we have all those outfield prospects uh, like Cal Mitchell I wouldn't mind seeing uh, this year Uh, Matt Frazier is kind of an under the radar prospect the Pirates have because of he kind of didn't come, like, he didn't have his breakout year until last year, it seems like, where he went and hit, like, a bunch of those home runs. Uh, uh, like, Cannon Smith and Jigba, I wouldn't mind seeing him come up this year. Like, you just have to think, you kind of have to have guys that, uh, can rotate with, like, Brian Reynolds, so, Brian Reynolds is like, okay, you want Brian Reynolds to play every day in the outfield, but you don't want him to play, like, every single series, or, like, every single day in every series, like, you need to give him, like, those off days, where, like, he can rest up and then be healthy for the next series, whenever the games, like, if it's a four-game series he plays the first three games and you let him rest, the fourth game of that series to help him rest his body get ready for the next series. Same with Cabrian Hayes. Those two guys, Brian Reynolds and Cabrian Hayes, are obviously the two building blocks in the Pirates team. Uh, obviously, but uh Cabrian Hayes is another one. You can't have him play. Uh, like, you can have him play the first three games, but then let him rest the fourth game so he can get healthy for the next game. Uh, like, uh, Jawan Bay is an interesting one. I don't know if they would want to shift him up over to third. Uh, um... Who's the guy that uh, I just saw on the press? Marcona, maybe he can play some uh, sh- third base or outfield to rotate with Reynolds. Uh, Sawinski seems like he's doing a good job uh, rotating for Reynolds because uh, they played him in center field uh, this not this past series maybe it was this past series not versus the Cardinals but versus the the not the Cubs but whoever the Pirates played the previous uh, series I think it was Cincinnati who they played the previous series alright that concludes the segment that I forgot to add to on that Pirates segment Again, our final segment today on Santa's Speaks Sports. I'll be talking about the Steelers because uh, on Tuesday, if I'm correct, their OTAs start. So the thing to look out for is will Deontay Johnson show up? Uh, because he is looking for his next contract. And will the Steelers be willing to pay him? Uh, Because it seems like a lot of the 2019 wide receiver class is looking to get paid. Uh, So will Deontay Johnson show up? Uh, Two, will, uh, like, how's the rookie wide receivers going to mesh with the veterans? So, like, how's Chase Claypool going to? Is Chase Claypool or Deontay Jones going to take one of these rookies under their wing? Uh, The third one would be, what does the offensive line look like? Uh, How to, like, who rotates? Like, is it going to be, obviously I feel like the tackle spots are locked up. So, Dan Moore Jr. and uh, Chuk Sikorafu are going to be the starting tackles, Uh, but the real one comes in is, who's going to be the starting center? Is Mason Cole going to be the starting center? Is Kendrick Green going to be the starting center? Uh, James Daniel, who they brought in from free agency, is he going to have a shot at being a starting center? I feel like he might stay at guard, though. Uh, The fourth one would be uh, Stefan Tuit. Does he show up? How does his knee look? Uh, And then, obviously, the fifth and final one I'll talk about is the quarterbacks, uh, who... The battle between Kenny Pickett and Mitchell Trubisky, uh, but also yeah, you can throw Mason Rudolph in there and Chris Olatakun, the seventh round QB they drafted. Like, how's the QB battle going to shape out? Um, in my opinion, I I do di- I do like the Kenny Pickett pick but if I'm the Steelers I would start Trubisky for the first three weeks and let Pick- Annie Pickett sit behind him and then put him in in that fourth week versus the Jets and see how he does uh, but also the other storyline is could we have a trade I mean could Mason Ruff be traded because obviously he's QB three on the depth chart now and I f- really think they should go, the Steelers should try to find a trade partner for him because honestly I would rather have three mobile quarterbacks than a, like Mason Rudolph's kind of a stand in the pocket and wait quarterback but I would rather have three mobile quarterbacks and Trubisky, Pickett and Olada Kuhn can all run and get outside the pocket when they're in trouble uh, yeah I wouldn't mind seeing that uh, who, the other one's going to be like who's going to step up to be RB2 behind Najee Harris uh, Anthony McFarlane I don't think we got to see much out of him last year. Uh, Benny Snell hasn't proven that he can be a RB2 behind uh, Najee. Because they need to find somebody to take off the load, like the amount of snaps off of Najee Harris. Um, Mateo Durant's an interesting one. He's an undrafted free agent the Steelers signed uh, at running back. Uh, Josh, o- Chris Owens, the guard out of Alabama that the Steelers signed in free agency, er, after the draft as an undrafted free agent. I wouldn't mind seeing if he pushes one of the guards uh Guard position guards at a to challenge one of those guards. Uh, the cornerbacks, how they look. Um, the linebackers is going to be an interesting one to watch. Uh, the defensive uh, front, like DeMarvin Leal. Stefan to it if he's back and Tyson I will. how does Tyson I look? Uh All right guys that concludes this episode 18 of Sense Speaks Sports News and Sports Network um, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram Instagram is Sense Sports Pod or sports Pardon me, that's our Twitter page is Pod. Our Instagram is Sans.Sports. Alright guys, you can listen to this episode on Spotify and Apple. Alright, hope you enjoyed this. Good night. Yeah.